Hello, 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 and a warm wiggle welcome to all of our witches, white lighters, and warlocks out there. My name is Clark. And I'm Victoria. And you're listening to Charmed and Dangerous, a Charmed podcast. love this episode <laughs> we're starting off strong it's so good i love this episode episode 17 that 70s episode um should we just jump right into the summary let's go all right this week victoria wrote the summary so i'll be reading it out to you guys um <laughs> here we go never accept flowers from strange men a neighbor slash old friend of graham's quote unquote Delivers flowers as a ruse, only to be discovered as the creepy warlock Nicholas. Homie has put the time and effort in for this project. After using his human toaster oven powers to manipulate Patty into giving up the girl's powers, he tries to, well, you guessed it, kill them. Thankfully, the girls are transported back in time to the grooviest era of them all to learn about the real powers, family, friendship, and finally letting go. Also... Graham's being that witch. She do be that witch, though. She said, she said, why man great till they gotta be great. Oops. I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm a hundred percent that witch. witch, Even when I'm crying crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We had to get it in there. We had to. Um, But yeah, the big bad of this episode, Nicholas, do you want to you want to talk about the human toaster oven? <laughs> Yo, here's the tea. When he, like, de-aged himself, because he, like, had aged himself over the years, and he figured out that the girls had come into their powers because Piper gave him the good one-two freeze, and he counted, like, the clock chime. Yeah. And was like, that's only five chimes and it's noon. Like a creep. Like this man put in time and effort, but he like de-ages himself to the state that he exists in. And then he smiles. And I am not kidding you. I was like, ew. (laughs) Low-key fucking chills down my spine. He is so fucking skeezy. And the actor isn't like... I don't want it to sound like the actor is, like, horrendously ugly. He just did, like, a really good job of being a creep. Yes, I 100% agree. He's, like, he, like, even at one point, like, low-key, he used his powers, I guess, to pretend to be Victor to seduce uh, Patty into coming to a spot where he could get her alone, like, like he's he's skeezy as fuck. Yeah, this dude. is this is not your everyday like warlock who's like ha 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 my power to boil eggs in six minutes or less. Like <laughs> this man is a freak, and I mean we joke. I mean I said toaster oven powers because I thought that was funny, but if somebody was like your blood is boiling, 
I would be like, can you just shoot me in the head, my dude? Do you gotta boil me from the inside out? Just be a little bit more efficient about it, please. Like, if you really want me, you gotta be with my friends. Like, this is very easy, dude. And he is just... Yeah, it's, it's an interesting time. But basically, he... When he finds out that Patty is pregnant with Phoebe and is going to be delivering the Charmed Ones, he says, ooh, I want me some of them powers. So he makes Patty bless a ring so that he's immune to their powers so that he can kill them (laughs) and take their powers. Which is like, that's some X Games stuff right there. Like, yeah, Nick is not a sympathetic villain at all. Like, you meet him and you're like, ew. But it cannot be said that he has not put in the time and effort to get his plot to work. Correct. And Like, he's been hanging out for 20 plus years. <laughs> Just like, every year I will bring them flowers until they grow into their powers. Yeah, and it's like, he he's patient, he's smart, and like, The real killer thing is that, like, he, it's such a powerful moment when the sisters find out that their powers don't work on him, because they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, just another warlock, here we go, boop, try to move him, and he just doesn't budge, and so they're like, oh, oh, fuck, oh, shit, is something wrong with my powers? Yeah, (laughs) I'm in danger, but- I'm in danger. It's such a good moment when they first figure out that they're- it, that he's immune to their powers because then they have to run up to the Book of Shadows and they end up mm-hmm. finding um, the spell that ends up taking them back in time um, and then they're in their old house but it looks the same and they see their little selves it's it's a cute episode I fucking love this episode mm-hmm. yeah and like if this episode wasn't so like it's a very character development driven episode mm-hmm. even though the baddie is like like, Nicholas is a very interesting villain. Yes. Um, but this is definitely, like, it has a good amount of action, but this is definitely, like, a character development-driven episode. Yeah, it's building the lore, and I think that this is one of those episodes that does it really, really well. Because yes. you're never bored. There's always something happening. Whether it's Graham's thinking that the sisters are actually warlocks trying to steal the girls. Or Patty getting visions, which is really weird because her power is to freeze. So she doesn't understand why she's getting premonitions. And she doesn't know that she's pregnant with Phoebe. She thinks that she can't even get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And it's just like one thing after another, just pure gold. Like, there's a lot of layers to this episode. And to just dive in, like, one of the first topics of this episode that we're introduced to... Um, based on the timeline, is Prue and Phoebe are going through family photos, and you can tell that Phoebe is frustrated and upset. Not, like, intensely, but she is saddened that there aren't a lot of pictures with her and her mother, because they lost her mother so young. Um, And that directly parallels a lot of Phoebe's development in this episode, which is you know, she finally gets to, like, meet her mom. 
and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And to see those family dynamics and, like, I could not, this episode, the one thing watching this for the second time that really got me was the incredible acting and casting of Patty. Yes. Nuts. I mean... Yes. Oh. Like... No, no, no. Like, it is... It almost... It is it is very emotional and like the just like the yes. little things that she would do, I'd be like, Oh, there's Piper. Oop, there's Prue. Oh, you know? So it was like seeing mm-hmm. that actress take on the burden of like not the burden, but take on that sword and shield to really get down into it and have those little like quirks that are associated with her children, I thought was really, really cool. Right, yeah, I think, I, I hope I'm saying this right, I think Finola Hughes does an absolute fantastic job mm-hmm. at playing Patty, and she continues to do it throughout the series. Spoiler alert, we will see Patty again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, it's witchcraft. They can, as Penny said, we're witches, dear. We can do yep. Um So, being able to see Patty slip well, Fignola slips so easily into her role mm-hmm. of the mom. It's equally like awe-inspiring and honestly kind of really genuinely sad. Yeah. Because we see her meeting her daughters all grown up and successful and knowing that this is the only time she's going to see them like that. You know, like any other time she's not going to be around and that's so so hard to watch especially when uh watching the sisters try and battle with do we tell her do we Mm -hmm. try to stop it do we try to save our mom um and that's a very big not only moral question but also it's just a big uh like paradoxal i guess is how you would say it like yeah, because they can't, like, like, these these women who, and tell me if I'm on the right track with your thought process, but it's, like, these women who have, like, the strongest powers in generations can do nothing to save their own mother because it's destiny. Yeah. And it's just, like, ugh. Because if she was meant to die, she was meant to yeah. die. And they don't they don't quite grasp that yet because there's still a lot they have to do and deal with with death um but they do have that idea of like even phoebe she writes a note to patty saying hey stay away from water on this day or you'll drown by a demon Mm -hmm. and she puts it in the book of shadows and before they leave their time she takes it out because she knows that she can't mess with that as much as she wants to grow up with a mom and she wants to have her around she knows that she can't mess with what has to happen. No. And we had this conversation a little bit before recording, but it's like, just as you said, if Destiny wants her to die young, then she's going to die young. And if it's not the water, then it'll mm-hmm. be fire. And if it's, you know, yeah. whatever happens will have to happen, unfortunately, um, if it's somebody's time. And it's just like, yeah. oh, it's gut-wrenching. And seeing Phoebe meet her for the first time, 
is like because even though even though Piper and Prue are not very good actresses when they're figuring out what to say so that they can kind of like have Patty trust them so that they can warn her about Nicholas um, Phoebe has none she's not even trying they stumble into each other in the street and Patty says something about being clumsy and Phoebe is like really? so am I and it is just like oh it's brutal because yeah. it's it's there's no ruse it's just oh if you could sit a person down and ask them every single question that you've ever wanted to know because I think that that is one of like the hardest things about losing a parent is mm-hmm. you can't ask them questions and as you grow you're constantly filled with questions and you can't have them answered yeah and you can speak more to this than I can I just kind of realized how hard this episode probably hit to home but um I I definitely it's it's different than her dynamic with Victor mm-hmm. because Victor is a fully flawed human who left because of his own reasons and we've talked about it before and I'm sure we'll talk about it later mm-hmm. but Patty didn't have a choice Mm-mm. she was just taken too soon she was yeah she wanted to be there but she couldn't and so we see that kind of raw like oh shit like this is my chance kind of mm-hmm. moment. you know like with victor whatever happens happens but with patty this was the opportunity of a lifetime mm-hmm. literally um but let's let's talk let's transition a little bit into Patty and Penny Mm -hmm. and how we see them in this episode because I love seeing the dynamic between Patty and Penny raising the girls and Penny being like oh I'm this like head witch in charge and Patty's just like god do we have to do this again mom like (laughs) the (laughs) not to be an astrology ho but one of them is a Leo and one of them is a Virgo. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just hysterical. And Graham's Penny is just like, like, everything she says, I just wanted to, like, bow before her. She is so yes. hysterical. She's a phenomenal character. She is such a cool, like, juxtaposition to a lot of grandmotherly characters in my opinion, because I feel like a lot of times older women are given, like, one note that they can play. Yeah. And then that's it. And she just, like, destroys me with how uncaring she is about how she's supposed to act as a grandmother. And it's just, like, Grams is not, you know, baking cookies. Grams is, you know shooting a shot of tequila and then vanquishing a warlock on a Tuesday, you know? (laughs) She's just excellent. And then her daughter, by comparison, Patty has much more of, like, this very beautiful, like, feminine energy. Like, it's strong at its core. But out of all of them, honestly, Patty really reminds me she has, like, in later seasons, we see Piper develop into a very specific kind of archetype. And I feel like Patty Mm -hmm. has a lot of that in her. Just that kind of, I see that. not just feminine, but like divine feminine, I guess you could say, where it's like, she's so powerful and strong. 
I feel like if I had to describe Patty as like a subsection of witch, she'd probably be like a green witch mm. or like a kitchen witch where like Penny is like into the hexes and like she's like, oh, you guys don't want to behave? Cool. I'm going to cast a spell on you. Like, <laughs> yeah, Penny Penny definitely has some uh, hexes up her sleeve. Oh, for sure. Um, and we get to see a little bit of that. Like this episode, we get to see Penny and Patty really thinking outside the box as witches. And it helps the sisters grow mm-hmm. because I think they just figured out that they can. I don't even think they've started writing spells yet. Sorry, I'm watching like two different like lines of the show at the same time but they haven't even really started writing spells no they are still very much baby witches they've been up until i think halfway through season one is kind of the kind of the tipping point where they start to become more serious and we start to see a lot of that long-term development um but they still are little baby witches and they've for a lot of uh, these vanquishings or for dealing with these problems. It's like the power of three and or like spells that have already been written or etc. Yeah, exactly. It's it's all like it's like the Book of Shadows has been their tutorial book mm-hmm. and they're starting to get into the actual gameplay, you know? Like Yes. And this episode's really awesome as well because we find out why the sisters didn't get their powers until they did. And this I absolutely love because it's a series of just like intense emotional moments but we find out that in order to protect the girls from Nicholas Penny bound their powers because they had them when they were kids they Mm -hmm. were born with powers they had control over them but before they could remember having them or maybe even Penny did like kind of like a brainwashing spell partially um, like she did on Andy poor Andy Poor baby Andy. He's just trying to play cowboys. But, uh, yeah, so Penny casts a binding spell on the girls to take away their powers until they can figure out how to defeat Nicholas. And that's how she finds out that, wait, I unbound your powers before defeating him? Why would I do that? And the girls are like, because you died. Yeah, and it's like, Penny just goes, oh, okay and just keeps going which is such a fucking head bitch in charge move it is and like can you imagine finding out that you are gonna die within the next 20 years and you can't do anything about it and just accepting that in like an instant and moving on like well and because how old is penny at this point 60s maybe uh maybe yeah like late 50s early 60s maybe and so like because if it's 1975 and then what would you say that charm starts in 1994 uh yeah like 90 i think it starts in 98 98 okay so we get a rough 23 years Mm -hmm. so she's dying in her 70s which is like for most people that's like very acceptable that's a nice long life but it also is like she's an all-powerful witch yeah so it it does beg the question because have we found out how graham's died yet have we yeah she has a heart problem that's what it is yes 
I think that that is one of the coolest, like, not to be macabre or anything, but um, one of the greatest ironies that an all-powerful witch dies of heart problems. Like, I bet that pissed her off. Oh, for sure. I'm sure she went down kicking and screaming. And I mean, you know Penny. She's, like, ruling over the afterlife. Like, she's, like, I don't even answer to the elders. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Penny just doesn't give a fuck in any form. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. Um, it's it's very powerful that she's one of the most powerful witches. She is the grandmother to the most powerful good witches of all time. But she can't save herself from heart failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's... That's very powerful. I don't know where to go from there. Let's see. Um, <laughs> she. Uh, well, we can move into loss and closure as a theme of this episode. Absolutely, and uh, I really feel, I feel for Phoebe very uniquely, but I also feel for. Prue. Yeah. Because Prue had so little time with her mom as well. Like, they all had such little time. But Prue has the most memories. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a double-edged sword. The one with the most memories hurts in a different way than the one that doesn't have any. Yes, because it's... The older you get and... Tell me if you agree with this. The older you get, the easier you are able to see people in your life that have raised you or have impacted your life um, as adults. The easier it is to see them as not only that person, whether it be parent, guardian, um, teacher, etc. But then you also begin to see them as a person. Mm -hmm. Like deeply and so that is one of like the hardest things about it I think is just as Phoebe has you know the the never ending list of questions and wants to know and wants to get to know this person as their mother there's also that side of of Prue that knows just enough to love her but not enough to truly know her and then of course piper is directly in the middle which is one of the hardest spots to be because even though prue is responsible you know she's a responsible young woman she takes care of her stuff i would say out of the sisters the one who stepped up as the mommy role was definitely piper yeah i could i could definitely agree with that like, she was the one that everyone kind of went to with their emotional problems. Mm-hmm. Like, Prue kind of was the fix-it sister when it came to solving, like, real problems. Mm-hmm. But Piper, and we see this again later on, she really steps up into kind of a very motherly role. Um, and I think Prue and Piper shared that in very different ways. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, loss is very hard, but the closure part of this episode I thought was really cool that Phoebe, 
as we said before, she wrote a note to tell her mother to stay away from the water on the day that she drowned. Right. And then she later, after thinking it over, took away. But instead, she took a picture. Yeah. And I think that that's very powerful, too, that even if you can't have someone in your life, you still have, if you have memories of them, they are somehow alive. Especially for witches. Right. Like... And I mean, yeah, that's that's a big thing in Hispanic culture, too, with, like, Dia de los Muertos. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you put your ancestors, your past relatives, you put their pictures up, and you put up offerings for them, and, like, let them come into the world on Dia de los Muertos. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, keeping that memory alive, if, if y'all don't know much about Dia de los Muertos, you should watch Coco. Um, it's a Disney film, does a very good job of, like, kind of describing how we keep the memories of our past loved ones alive. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, yeah, I think this episode does a really good job of showcasing that. Especially in a way that we don't see very often, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, usually when people are, when people lose someone close to them, it's, oh, I'm sorry, but it'll get better. Or it, like, you'll move on eventually. Yeah. And while that's true, it, to a certain extent, um, like I said, to a certain extent, mm-hmm. um, nobody come for me. <laughs> um, it's also very important to honor them in a way that isn't... Like, it's not fooling yourself into thinking they're still around, but it is giving that giving yourself that sense of presence. Yeah. And that, I don't know. No, no, you're, you're exactly right. And to, I think a big part of it is, like, even if grief, because I think grief and sadness are two different things, and everybody deals with grief differently. Mm-hmm. Like, I have friends that, have had people pass away and their family culture is like we don't talk about it when somebody dies it's like the saddest thing on the earth we Mm -hmm. you know don't speak their name etc and in comparison I also have friends and family that are like this person is with you always they and for me when I experience grief um it's definitely much more of a, especially if I knew the person really well, it's like, I know if this person has a sense of humor, then they're going to want to be talked about in a certain way. And I think keeping a person's energy alive um, is really important for not only the memory of that person and to honor that person, but also for the people that they leave behind. Because I don't think that we should think of I think that, you know, death is very powerful and can be, you know, awe-inspiring just as it is soul-crushing. But I don't think that, I think that as Americans in particular, like, the Western culture around death, I think, doesn't really do much. (laughs) I think, I think other cultures around the world uh, have been, and I think it really comes from, like, the segmented individualism 
um, that sometimes American culture, Western culture has in comparison to um, more complex and nuanced family dynamics within other cultures. But we won't get into that. But um, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we've shot ourselves. Sorry, I'm a little emotional. (laughs) We've shot ourselves in the foot. But um, I think that taking care of your own energy comes from honoring others and honoring the people that have come before you. I definitely agree. And I think this is a very good episode to talk about, like, because usually we try to make things fun and happy and exciting, which obviously Mm -hmm. we're still doing, but it's also important to talk about stuff like this. And I think talking about death, like you were saying in like Western culture is kind of like a taboo. Mm -hmm. Like, like you just don't talk about it, and I think that that's what makes it so hard. Absolutely. Sorry. Oh no! It's <laughs> uh, we are not. Listen, we are not um, positive vibes only people. Um, I think yeah. healing, especially spiritual healing, requires a certain extent of allowing yourself to grieve and be sad, and For and sure. to be angry. And like, cause sometimes, you know, sometimes you aren't able to be like, oh, hey, this is fine. Cause da 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 da. Cause I've, you know, laid down on the floor and uh, burned some incense and talked this <laughs> through. You know, sometimes you do have to just be like, I need to go to a quiet place and talk through this in a candid way with either another person or with the universe or with God um, or, you know, with, with whatever energy you believe exists. And, I think that Western culture also has this idea of, like, spiritualism as relating to toxic positivity. Yes. And I think... (laughs) And I think it does not do um, anything for us as a whole. Um, And I would love if we could um, make a little bit more of a shift towards... um, honoring the teachings of of different cultures and honoring the teachings of people who came before us in order to be able to move forward in healthy, positive ways while recognizing the validity of feelings that aren't pretty. I agree. And I think that that is a good note to our closure conversation. Yes. (laughs) Uh... We don't want to get too dark and heavy on you guys. Uh, but if, if you need a good but cry. With, with this, <laughs> yeah, with this episode, it was important to talk about. So I hope you guys understand that. I think, I think on a, on a lighter note, um, we did have two, as we talked about earlier, Phoebe almost did personal gain um, by putting her letter in and then she took it back out. But another person almost did personal gain. <laughs> <laughs> Graham's uh, once learning that the girls were from the future is like what's IBM's stock price and I <laughs> are they doing are they well? doing well and Penny uh, Patty is like mom this is not a time for personal gain and Penny is like she's like they can just nod their heads <laughs> blink twice. If I should invest. <laughs> Blink twice if a sum of $50,000 is in our future. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we we almost had personal gain in this episode. But again, 
I don't think we had any. Uh, so I think we're still we're still hovering. I don't know what we're hovering at. I think it's like twenty two or something. I believe so. Something like that. Anyways. Yeah, there's no personal gain in this episode that we could think of. If you think differently, please, of course, always let us mm-hmm. know. Uh, but, Victoria, what was your favorite line in this episode? <laughs> so, um, first of all, Penny literally said so many iconic lines, but my personal favorite was, oh. If God wanted husbands to stay married... He would have made them live longer. Which is just like God tier. Referring to referring to her four failed marriages. Yes. Or is it five? I think it's four. Four to five. Something like that. Penny has been married lots of times and she's very popular with the men. I personally think that it's I don't know. I think she attracts them like flies into a spider's web, and then they realize that they're dealing with, like, a woman who could crush them. And they're oh like, God. I'm in I danger. Could so see... <laughs> I could so see Penny being, like, a black widow. Yes! <laughs> I mean, she probably is, and, like... Oop. I mean, if you die in a witch's house, I'm not saying that Penny would have saved anything to be used in future potions. But, um, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> you gotta get your ingredients for... Hey, wholesale. Organic. For your hexes. Local. <laughs> local, um, man's ear for your spells. <laughs> I love it. Speaking of spells, uh, <laughs> my favorite line was, uh, Penny goes... Well, I'm going to teach them spells while you're gone, Patty. And Patty's like, can't you just bake cookies with them like a normal grandma? And Pat, uh, Penny, in what, again, iconic, one of the most iconic lines, goes, the recipes they learn from me don't come from Betty Crockett. <laughs> <laughs> and it's perfect, because she's also the one that taught Piper how to cook. Yes. And, like, the whole reason that Piper has that passion. And like it's just it's a beautiful moment and she's just like I'm a witch and I'm going to teach them how to be witches and if you don't like that maybe you should leave them alone with me. Should have had sons. <laughs> uh but yeah that's a uh, favorite. I was like watching the episode and I'm like yep there it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been Three days! Technically, much more than three days. But it has been three <laughs> episodes since we've seen Leo. We are... Leo, come We back. are depressed. We are despondent. I would have killed to see him in Bell Bottoms. I'm... <laughs> it's okay. We'll, we'll get our we'll chance. We'll get our chance. Alright, Clark Maneer, what would you rate this out of Binding Potions? Five. Absolute five out of five. I would also I give it a five out of five. this... E- Yes, this episode hit all the points perfectly. I would watch this again and again. It's real. It's raw. It's funny. Like it. There's no the part villain of this is complex. That, yes, there's there's just no part of this episode that falls below your expectations. You watch it and you're like, oh God, that was good. 
So yeah, five out of five, one hundred percent. But uh, on that note, I think we're at. I think we're out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where can they find us on Twitter if they want to talk to us, Victoria? You can find us on Twitter at charmed underscore podcast. Where can they find us on Facebook? You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash charmed and dangerous pod. Where can they find us on Instagram? You can find us on Instagram at charmed and dangerous pod. And where can they find us for email for questions, concerns, snarky remarks? If you're anything like Salem, uh, I think that's how I say yes. it. You can email us at charmedanddangerouspod at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Um, and we just got another email, what, last night? So, very excited to respond to that one. Yes, thank you and so much. finally, spread the word. We just hit 750 downloads. That's insane, you guys. And once we hit 1,000, I'm getting my charm tattoo, and I'm going to live stream it on our Instagram. <laughs> Maybe even on Facebook. <laughs> So stay tuned for that. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Charmed and dangerous. We're trying to get to a thousand downloads. Help us out. Well, with that, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your comments, concerns, and snarky remarks. Bless you. <laughs>